All right, so pinball nerds from around the world assemble tonight to see Stern Pinball's latest and greatest creation, Avengers Infinity Quest, being streamed by Jack Danger on Twitch. And I have to say, I have to say, man, watching someone stream a pinball machine is like watching somebody eat a cheesesteak, right? So think about that. It's like you're watching someone eat a cheesesteak. You know a cheesesteak is tasty, but you're not sure yourself if you'll enjoy that cheesesteak. And that's what pinball streams are like. And after watching it for for over an hour, and they went on for like over two hours, I just want to say that streaming pinball machines and watching all of this, like you have the chat, you have the play field, you have the, the LCD screen, you have all this stuff going on. I will say this, watching a pinball stream just in general, in general, it's a fatiguing exercise. And so I, I just want to say that if you're hearing some of my fatigue in my voice, it's because it is draining. It's like this overly colorful, all the music, all the everything coming at you in this like ADD sort of like concophony. And after it all, I'm just like, I just feel like I need to take a nap. But instead of that, I'm going to do episode 504 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. So what are my thoughts on Avengers? Now, I think if you ordered an Avengers LE, you were checking out this stream to make sure there was nothing about the game that would make you worried. And I want to say this. I want to say this. I'm going to go over, to the best of my ability, my feelings on this stream and what I think people are probably taking away from this stream after watching it. Now, we had Raymond and we had Keith Elwin on the game with Jack Danger. Now, I think Raymond is the number one player in the world. And Keith Elwin is another one of the best players in the world. So watching them play a game, you will get no sense whatsoever if the game is easy or hard. Like there's, they make every game seem easy. So for those of you out there that are like, oh, I can't wait to get this game and hit all these combos and hit all these shots, there's a really good chance you will never have a single game like them. So just keep that in mind because the game was punishing Jack Danger much more than it was them. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about these streams, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They need to figure out a better way to show these games for the first time because the last thing I want, the last thing I want when I'm just trying to absorb the game is to hear this never-ending barrage of the rule sets of the game. And why should a pinball rule set be really laborious to articulate and to communicate to people? And it just seemed like there's just so much going on in the game, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. For those of you buying this game for your home environment, you want a game that's deep. But man, it is painful to listen to the never-ending sort of uh, communications approach with these streams where like Raymond's trying to stitch together all the different elements of the code and this and that. It's just, you can't follow it. And then your head just starts to spin and you're like, aren't we just trying to keep Thanos from getting all of the infinity stones? Like, isn't just, isn't that like on some basic level, collect the Avengers and keep Thanos from snapping his fingers. Like that to me, that's the easiest thing to understand. And I get that they've put so much more into this game to make it interesting. And again, it's a good thing. It's just a painful thing to sit through and listen to a rule set being stitched together over and over. And here's why it gets painful. 
because he's trying to explain the rules as a game is being played. And a game is random. Like, random stuff is happening in a game. So he's trying to stitch together pieces of a random puzzle because he's not sure what the player's going to hit next and what's going to go on next. And you can't really follow it. And I think Stern Pinball needs to figure out a different system by which they explain the rules to these games. The best time to explain the depth and the rule set and go into extreme detail on how it all connects is not, is not the introductory stream of the game. I'm sorry, they need to, we need to figure out how to do this better. And I've seen it done better before. And I just think that some people might want to geek out and go that deep. But man, I've, I've, I've spent a career getting people excited about a creative thing, about a creation. And some of this stuff just needs to be in the appendix, in the parking lot. Like we don't need to go into all of this detail. Let's figure out like a one hour way in which we're going to show people the exciting elements of the game, but not go way too deep to the point where it's just like your head starts spinning, okay? Now look, that's not a knock on Avengers per se. That is my overall knock on just the way streaming happens in pinball. Like they just need to figure out a way to, so it doesn't just clobber you with confusion after an hour of watching it, all right? So, okay, so let's talk about the game. So if you ordered this game, are you still excited or are you anxious and have you felt like your decision was a good one or do you feel like your decision was a bad one? And I want to say this. I think coming out of this stream, there is a lot, a lot more good than bad coming out of this stream. I mean, I think if you ordered this pin and you watch them play this game, I think you're happy and you're confident in your Ellie order. There is one big but that I'm going to mention towards the latter half of my assessment of this stream that I think for a lot of people might have them, you know, a little like on the fence. And I'm going to explain what I what I mean by that coming up. But for the most part, for the most part, let's go down why a lot of people are excited about this pin and what we saw in this stream that there is to love about this game. So let's just start out by saying Zombie Yeti completely killed it on the artwork. I mean, it looks amazing. I mean, the game pops. I mean, if you want a colorful, attractive game that makes you want to walk up to it and has a lot of detail, this game artistically looks stellar. And it's almost becoming like par for the course for Zombietti because he's a stellar artist. But hats off to Zombietti for a killer art package, especially, especially coming from the you know Ninja Turtles. Then to this, now we have one two punch with Zombietti. And someone asked him like, which one took you longer? And I think he said like he had more time to do Ninja Turtles. Uh, but the effort that went into both of these games was was super, super high. So, and I think we see it in the final product. So the game looks great. It's a Keith Elwin game. So we know the game is going to shoot great. My God, does this game shoot terrifically well? I mean, as I was watching this game shoot, and it, it is more of a fan layout for it, for a Keith Elwin design. But man, there is a lot of flow in this game. There's a lot of combos in this game. I'm not going to go over all the shots. You, look, all the other podcasts will probably go more in-depth than Canada will. But the game seems to have tremendous flow, and there's a lot to shoot at. There's a lot to hit. There's a lot to combo. And just the speed of it. 
I was really impressed. You know, I'm spending all of my days playing Rick and Morty. So I will say, I died a little bit inside watching how good this machine shoots. Like, there's, it's just... It's just to see a great designer with a great layout, to see it in motion is really an incredible sight. I literally was looking over at my Rick and Morty. I'm like, why is there so much more to shoot at in Avengers than Rick and Morty? Why is there so much incredible flow left and right, north and south in this game? All these wire forms and the, the ball whips around in those wire forms. I love it. I love watching the ball move throughout the Avengers game. I really do think that Elwin knocked it out of the park with the layout of this game. So what about the animations? So the animations I thought were also well done in the sense that it finally someone has done comic book style artwork on the LCD for a comic book game or a Marvel game. So it integrates really nicely. So what you're seeing on the screen looks like what you're seeing on the play field. It's very like the art and the LCD you know, do feel very cohesive in this game. And so I think, you know, if, if you are looking for a game that everything connects visually, I, I think this does a really good job of that. Now, the sound in the game, I heard people saying like a lot of it sounded like the sounds were carryover from sounds from Jurassic Park. Now, I haven't played a ton of Jurassic Park, but in terms of orchestration, I was seeing a lot of people like not really blown away by the music in this game. And so uh, music, I, I think, is, you know, not not up there in, in terms of like one of the better elements of Avengers Infinity Quest. And I've said this, you know, I said this to people. I was like, look, I think what's going to happen when people play this game, they're not going to it's not going to click with them the way Jurassic Park would, because once that Jurassic Park theme song comes on, it puts you into that movie. Like it emotionally grabs you and puts you into the world of Jurassic Park. And I, I was like, what's Avengers going to play? Or what are you going to hear that's going to connect you to the world that you love? Now, a lot of people are in love with the Avengers movie, but you're not going to get the Avengers movie theme song, which by the way, isn't really an iconic theme song the way Jurassic Park was. You're not going to get call outs from Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. And you're not going to get the clips from the films you love so would a comic book would a comic book Avengers game be able be able to grab people and emotionally pull them into the game and this is the this is the, this is where I want to talk about the butt because I think on paper this game checks so many boxes and should just be like an absolute grand slam home run right Keith Elwin Zombie Yeti. We've got Raymond and, and Rick doing an incredibly deep code. Like if you think about it, like what do home buyers want? They want a game that shoots great. Okay, Elwin, we got it. Check. They want a game that looks great, a work of art. Okay, Zombie Yeti, check. They want a deep game that has deep rule sets that won't get old anytime fast. Check. This game has that. So if you check those three boxes, and they want a theme that people love. Avengers, like, right? It's like one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. Even though this is not the movie, Avengers is a theme that everyone knows. So this, like, checks every major box. Art, layout, theme, and code, right? That's what we always hear. Like, if we can check all four boxes, this has to be an amazing game, a magical game, okay? But here's where, here's where... The, the, the other variable lies that is so important. And that is, will this game, will this game 
emotionally click with gamers? Like, will you play this machine and will you feel something that makes you feel something special, magical, and will it create those pinball moments we always talk about on this show? And that's my big but is after watching it for like an hour or almost two hours, I was just wondering to myself, because again, I can't really say yes or no until I play it and nobody can. So please do not take what I'm about to say as like, as the law of the land, as my final assessment of this game. But my feeling was like watching it and seeing like the moments in the game and seeing all the animations and seeing all the different things happening, I just kind of didn't feel like it was grabbing me. Like it emotionally pulled me into any of it. Like it's cool, it's colorful, it's 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 everything that, you know, that I recognize in the Avengers world, but it just didn't click with me. And I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but I'm just wondering if a comic book version of Avengers is really going to grab the pinball demographic, which which are 40 to 60-year-old men, if this game will have that variable, if it will do it for you. I mean, we know it shoots well. We know it's coded well. We know it looks good. We know it's got deep theme. Like, we know it has all of those major boxes checked. But still, part of me deep down inside is like, yes, 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 but. But it, it's not going to emotionally grab people the way that Jurassic Park song grabs people. It's not going to emotionally grab people the way the Ninja Turtles theme song will grab people and put them into the world of Ninja Turtles in which they have a lot of nostalgia for. And that's a huge thing for me because I do think that when you buy these games and you buy these toys, deep down inside, we all want these games to sort of grab us emotionally on a level that sometimes is hard to describe. It's also the hardest thing to design in a pinball machine, right? It's like, why is a Lyman Sheets game better than someone else's game? It's it's like this, this variable that goes beyond those four major boxes. It's like, have you made a game that will click and, and go through people and, and make them feel something emotionally, right? Will it stir their senses? Will it get them excited? Like, are they all jazzed to play it, right? And I think that's the other thing with the streams too, is like, you're watching these guys play it and I don't know if they're conveying a sense of satisfaction or not, but it it's hard to tell, right? People are wearing masks. They've worked on this game for a long time. They've probably played this game so much that it's even hard for them to get as excited about it now as they did all the months they were designing it. So again, take all of this with a grain of salt. And none of this is going to be decided tonight on this podcast. None of it will be decided when you watch the stream. But for me, the major thing that's still a question mark is just that. Will this game grab people emotionally and will they click with it on a level that I think people have already attributed them feeling that way with this game? I mean, I heard someone say it's game of the year already. It's this or that already. And that's where I'm like, wait a minute wait a minute, we we are already experiencing, you know, what Keith can do, what Zombie Eddie can do. Not everything they do will make you feel the same way until you play it and know for sure 
it's going to move you that way, okay? And that's my overall take is like, this is a, this is a very, 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 very amazing package from Stern. Stern should feel very proud about this game they made. It checks all those major boxes. I just don't know if Avengers comic book with all of this deepness and complexity of that comic book narrative, I just don't know if people are going to like connect with it. The other part that when I was watching it that I just kept thinking, I just didn't feel like I was battling evil, right? I mean, just on, on a very just like top line level, I just didn't feel like anything was at stake. I didn't feel like I was battling bad people. It just all felt very like upbeat and colorful. And there's just something about the movie Avengers that I love in which there feels like everything's at stake. Like Thanos like kills half of your buddies at the end of the first one. And it's like the entire universe is at stake. Half of the universe at least, right? And I just didn't get that gravitas from watching this game. Like the tension of it. It just didn't feel that way. And again, that is where that is where telling a narrative and figuring out how to like code it in a way and come at you in a way, you know, the music maybe should be darker or there should be scenes in which you just feel, you know, like it's not always everything light up at once, everything be colorful at once. Like it it definitely feels like if you suffer from seizures, this is not going to be a game for you. And there's just something about like, I don't know, those moments uh, of battling Thanos. And I just want it to feel like there's some tension when, when Thanos is at the gate, right? Do you feel that when you watch it? Am I being unrealistic? What is Kaneda talking about? How does this guy have 504 podcasts? Who even listens to this clown still? Why isn't he just telling you to buy the game? No, I'm not. I'm, again, I just hope this is just how I feel. I've always just told you how I feel. Okay. Now, the other thing I was thinking about tonight was where's Jersey Jack pinball? Where's, you know, like it's, it's just like, here we are again. Stern's taking everyone's money. The games are out and there's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, Jersey Jack had a teaser when they launched Ninja Turtles and here we are. And I wish, I wish we could have a discussion tonight about the merits of Guns N' Roses and the merits of Avengers Infinity Quest. I think they're both, both being brought out by the two best designers in pinball right now. And I wish they could battle it out against each other right now. That's the only thing I kept thinking about tonight is it just saddens me that Elwin has his title out there. He's playing it. The world knows it. The world can buy it. And Eric's got this juggernaut title in Guns N' Roses and he can't even enter the ring. Like he's just waiting for them to get their stuff together. And I wish we could have both of these prize fighters in the ring at the same time, fighting for your money, competing for your money. But it's, it's a one horse race right now. And, and that's unfortunate. And the dark horse is coming with Deep Root in, in less than two weeks. We're going to see what Raza has. But again, you know, and that's Raza's biggest challenge. And Robert knows it. You know it. I know it. If Avengers has a hard time emotionally clicking with you in the comic book form, how hard is it going to be for Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland to click with you?
Because when I was watching this stream, I kept saying to myself too, this thing does like shoot way better than what we saw with the Raza game in Houston in terms of flow and like, man, Keithos had to make a game flow, right? But how do you make that game something that I have to own it? I have to have it in my house. I have to have this thing now because this is something I love. For me personally, and I'm just going to say it, you know, I've experimented with like Rick and Morty. I think the game has a lot going for it. The game also has stuff it needs to work on. It needs more adventures. Uh, is it clicking with me? Not as much as I'd like. I don't play this game as much as I like because I'm just not drawn to turning it on every day over and over again. And and to be fair, it's not their fault. I'm just not the biggest Rick and Morty fan. How many of you out there watched the Rick and Morty show when it aired in real time? Did you follow Rick and Morty every season? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't watch Rick and Morty season one, two, and three. I watched it after I ordered the game. And I did find it funny, but it's not something that I, I, I guess the best way to say it is this. I could easily, I could easily live my life without Rick and Morty. If I had gone my entire life without ever seeing a Rick and Morty episode, I would be okay. Uh, it's not one of those things that I have to go back to and watch. And I don't know if I really want to watch those episodes over and over and over again, but bad news for me, because that's exactly what the game will be is watching those over and over again. But I could watch Karate Kid over and over and over again or Top Gun, or Toy Story, or Wreck-It Ralph, or you know, or there's like a plethora of movies that I could watch over and over again and never get tired of them. Big Trouble in Little China, G1 Transformers, The Matrix, just things that are dream themes. And my t- ultimate takeaway is I think that's what all of us want deep down inside. You just, you want a pinball machine that's related to a dream theme of yours. And I think where we're at now is like some of you have dream designers and that's cool. Like there's people out there who collect the best of every designer's creation in pinball and Keith Elwin is three for three. If you buy every one of Keith Elwin's games, you're going to be very happy because he's designed some great pinball machines. But for me, I want the total package. I want the best theme. I want the best designer. I want something that's a dream theme for me. Now, you know me, Guns N' Roses is a dream theme for me. Everyone keeps asking me to share stuff. I've seen Guns N' Roses. I've seen Avengers. I think it's going to be a great battle between the two of them for game of the year. I really do. I think people are going to find a lot to love in both of them. I do think Guns N' Roses is just going to look more premium, more elevated, more polished. And I also think it's going to give you what I think Avengers might be missing. I think it's going to like emotionally grab you and wake you up more, like wake you up more. When you hear Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle and Paradise City, I think it's going to be easier for them to make moments happen in that game simply because the music of Guns N' Roses emotionally grabs so many people around the world. I mean, it just does. When you hear November Rain, Patience, these songs will like bring you back to a time in your life that was probably much better than COVID-2020. And and for some of you, you might hate Guns N' Roses and the theme might be a non-starter. And I totally respect that. I totally respect that. But I do think this new Avengers game is giving people somewhat of a dilemma inside of like, yes, 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 but I don't know. Like, Am I really going to feel, am I really going to feel that way inside I want for a game that is, you know, with Ellie with toppers now 9,800 bucks. And I'll close out this episode by saying this. Good on Stern for being first to the market. Good on Stern for getting it done. Good on Stern for putting this game in a box in a few weeks and getting it to people. There is no denying the fact 
that there is no way most pinball people want to spend $20,000 plus in one month on pinball machines. And so for everyone who just bought an Avengers LE, right? And you buy a topper, you're pretty much at 10K. And so if Jersey Jack comes out in two weeks and shows you Guns N' Roses, are you really going to be able to like tell the wife that you're spending 20 grand during a global pandemic on pinball machines because you have to have both? And they were first. I love Jersey Jack pinball to death, but they're sitting on their hands right now. They need to get this game out. And also Robert Mueller is going to need you to spend money on his game. I mean, think about it. If all three of these games hit at once, who's going to spend $30,000 in one month on pinball? $30,000 on one month for three pinball machines. You know, years ago, we didn't have that problem because no one could get stuff out other than Stern, right? And I I don't even want to tell you guys that $30,000 in Tesla stock two years ago is now worth $300,000. So good job explaining to the wifey how these LDs are good investments. I shouldn't say wifey, you know your partner. All right. Anyway, guys, that's my take on Avengers. I I had to just wake myself up with this show. I just can't do these over two hour streams anymore. They got to figure out a way to, you know, get the excitement level, but it doesn't matter. They sold every LE. Um, But I'm curious to see what you guys think about this game when it arrives, when it arrives, because I really, I really think we're getting to the point now with such a fast cadence of machines that you guys don't even have time to like absorb these games, learn these rules, get good at these games. By the time you actually understand these games, the next game is out and they just clobber you with the next one. Whatever happened to like allowing a game to actually have some some ability to become relevant? It, it's all so quick. We're like in this ADD world, next, 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 next. Well, what's exciting is we're about to see two new games in just a few weeks, I hope so. I mean, I really hope Jersey Jack gets Guns N' Roses out soon. I mean, it's just the wait is just, it's killing them. It's killing them. The money's going elsewhere. Everyone, this has been episode 504 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Glad to be back. If you have issues with me, I'm sure you won't have a problem saying it on Pinside. You can email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. Happy, happy to read any of your feedback on air. I got some more Ninja Turtles feedback. I'll read that next time. But this was just my quick assessment of thank you, Jack Danger. Thank you, Stern Pinball. We'll talk to you guys later. Man.